Sometimes life is messy. Have you ever wished you could refocus your mind, home, relationships, and work life? Join us as we use research-based information to make practical changes and simplify life. This is Life Simplified. Welcome back to Life Simplified. Last week, we discussed how to get out of the mealtime rut. And that leads us into this week's discussion about the importance of family mealtime. Now, don't think we're going to leave you hanging with just telling you that you should have family mealtime. We're going to actually talk about how to make that happen with our busy schedules. To get us started, I'm going to ask everybody a question. Looking back over the past month or so, how often would you say that you sat down with your family for a meal? Now, hold on. Before you answer, I'd like to remind my fellow perfectionists here in the room and those of you that are listening, that this is not an opportunity to criticize yourself. We can't set a goal for improvement if we don't know where we are. Judgment-free zone. Okay, now go. I'm trying to think so I can answer honestly. Um Better than in the past. So definitely working on having more family meal time. But I guess I, I should say a caveat is working better at having family meal time at home where I, we're cooking together. Um, I would say we eat most meals together, but sometimes they're on the go, fast food or eating out. So at home, I would say four to five nights a week yeah that's uh the same for me as well i'd say four to five nights a week every night um i guess technically not the whole family because my son eats at like five o'clock and then <laughs> you know he's in bed by the time we sit down and eat sure. you know my husband and i so i guess we do two two meal times a night but um yeah we try to be present for his and then of course um yeah like i said about probably about five nights a week Okay. And I think this is different depending on what season you're in. So over the past month, I would say we have made that about three to four times a week. But before that, there was one week that we sat in front of the TV. And it pops back in my mind as we're talking about this because... There was one night that week that the youngest came up and she said, so what are we watching on TV tonight while we're eating? And I was like, we don't watch TV while we eat. And she just kind of looked at me and I was like, yeah, only when I'm tired and when we're really busy. But that's what she had known all that week. So it depends on what season you're in. I think it's funny that we jump into a routine without realizing it's a routine sometimes. Mm -hmm. You may think like, oh, we did this once. But once you've done it a few more times, kids start to think, okay, this is our schedule. This is what we do. And you can transition without even knowing that's Mm -hmm. what you're doing. 
that didn't even that wasn't even a thing to me. I was like, we don't do that. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> well, what do you enjoy about family meal time, or why is it important to you? I like that we get time to interact with each other without all the distractions from the outside world. You know, it's real easy to get caught up in your cell phones and the television and other activities. Um, And even if you're eating out, I can be distracted just by people watching. But when I'm at home, the people I'm watching are my family. They're the people that matter and we can interact and we can discuss. Um, And I think that's how you build those deeper relationships and that communication is just spending that quality time together over over a meal. Um, Yeah, I think I agree with that as well. And I think it gives you the opportunity, kind of like you said, to dig into those deeper relationships because you may share something that you may not have, you know, shared if you were watching TV or talking about your day um, because it gives you more time to be more mindful of what you're talking about. Yeah, like you're present. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly what the research shows, that when you're having those family meal times, you are building those relationships. You have that opportunity to laugh and have fun together. But sometimes life shows us that family meal time is easier said than done. And we hope by the end of this episode that you'll have some tips for making mealtime happen. First of all, let's acknowledge that eating together every night of the week may not be possible. Tiffany mentioned that sometimes their family mealtime is on the go. And that's okay. It may not be sitting at your kitchen table every night. Yeah, and I think, you know, being proactive when you look ahead at your week and saying, okay, if my goal is that we're sitting down three nights a week, which three nights is that possible? Where does that fit in with our family's schedule? You know, I know on Thursday nights, my oldest has basketball, my daughter has dance, we're all over the place. That night is not a night that I plan for family meal time because I would set myself up for disappointment because it's just not going to happen. So for me, I like to look ahead at that week and say, okay, I want us to have three dinners at home together all five of us which three nights is that possible and that gives me flexibility that if it's more than three awesome but I'm not not setting myself for an unrealistic goal that's going to make me feel like I've failed and I think that's a great point because as we've talked many times throughout the podcast that we feel that guilt for not doing something right. And one of the things we never want you to feel when you're listening to us is guilty. So that planning ahead is really important. And your family may not be involved as many activities, or you may have more activities that you're working around. So being creative where you eat that meal together Um, It doesn't have to be in your home around the kitchen table. What if you packed a picnic style and took it with you so that your family can have that meal time on the go? There were a couple of weeks ago that 
my youngest and I were out at an event and we ran and grabbed something to eat and we sat in the car mm-hmm. in between this this activity and that activity. And honestly, she thought it was the coolest thing because she was in the back and she said, hey, can I unhook my seatbelt and get up front with you? And I was like, well, of course. The car was parked, everyone. But <laughs> she just thought that was the best thing. We were eating in the car and she turned the radio to whatever she wanted it to be on and we just chit-chatted for a few minutes yeah we did that growing up and we called it car picnics love it good idea well i was just thinking like for us um we farm our family farm so like during the weekends um when my husband's out um it's we will i'll take lunch and we'll just sit and you know whether i would ride with him or we'd sit in the the vehicle and just eat together because you know it's when if you're know anything about farming it's you you don't stop until it rains or you're finished so um just taking that time even if it's 20 minutes you know and just going out and making it creative and finding a way to do it and i love that you mentioned lunch so family mealtime doesn't have to be at dinner think about what works for your family and maybe that's a weekend lunch or a evening meal during the weekday maybe it's a brunch just whatever works start slowly if you haven't been having regular family meal time and you're thinking oh i'm going to eat together seven times this week that may not be realistic for your family so try for one or two times this week I think you have to start slowly like I said we shoot for three like that's my ultimate goal because I'm like three out of seven that's great that gives me flexibility but ultimately I'd love five of the seven nights to be family meal time But you can't go all or nothing. Like, do what works for your family. And one way to make this family meal time happen is to plan those simple and quick meals so that you're not spending most of your time in the kitchen. You can sit at the table together. And this is a plug for last week's episode where we talked about mealtime tips. So if you haven't listened to that, go back. And we need to talk about avoiding those distractions. The point of family mealtime is to enjoy each other's company and communicate. So putting those phones away and turning off the TV, I know it's hard. We have a TV show that we watch together as a family and we talk about it. And we do that probably once a week during the during the season that that is on. And there's not a thing wrong with that. We enjoy that. We talk about it. But that's not an every night thing. Unless I'm really tired that week, apparently. <laughs> and I'd like to know what you what helps you guys make family meal time happen. I think you just have to make it a priority. I mean, when we talked about um, things that we value, you know, 
if you value it, you'll make it a priority. So if having that time with your family is important to you, then you find a way to put that in your hierarchy of things you want to accomplish for the week. Um, so I think you have to, it's like we've said before, you have to be intentional. Like if I don't intentionally look ahead, decide which days that's my goal, it won't happen. It's not going to just like, oops, we accidentally had family meal time. Like that would be lovely, but it's not reasonable to think that's going to happen. So you really have to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then if I know like this is what I'm going to prepare, that makes it even easier because when I don't know what I'm going to prepare and I'm tired and it's been a stressful week, it's easier to say, okay, well, I'm just going to go out and grab something, um, which isn't terrible. Like there's a time and place for that. But I think the more meaningful time together is in the home where it's quiet and there are those fewer distractions yeah and I think the more you do it it'll be more of a routine Mm -hmm. and I think it gets easier with Mm -hmm. time and I think that's you know what helps it happen more so I'm thinking you know just it may be difficult at first and I was also thinking when we were talking like it could be hard to create that conversation not and you think what no but then you know if you all sit down together and um i'm sure you all have seen and some of our viewers may have seen like the convert topic conversation things that you can have and Mm -hmm. i think and we also have some resources that we could link as well but just thinking about that too and but the more it's a routine and the more you do it i think that makes it easier for it to happen Mm -hmm. yeah i agree and making it fun now Sometimes I can get to where I'm like, well, we have this thing going on and we need to talk about it. So let's do it right now at the dinner table. That's not fun for anybody. So I really have to work on choosing the time and place to have those harder discussions so that mealtime is something that everyone wants to do and keeping that focus on those positive conversations. Yeah, you don't want to get too deep. And then everybody's like, no, no meal time. I don't want to have those conversations. I don't want to eat with you. <laughs> I think, too, like, it helps to make it happen if everybody's involved in the whole process. And we've kind of talked about that before, like, getting the kids in the kitchen, having your husband in the kitchen, everybody having a role um, makes it one less stressful but two everybody has a part everybody feels invested in the activity and so you know having my kids help or one set the table one does the cleanup and the dishes like everybody knowing that they have a part in it while it may not be their like most enjoyable activity they may not want to wash the dishes but they know that everybody's contributing and it's something we're all going to do as a family um, and enjoy the food together and the conversation together and so I think just from beginning to end let everyone know that they're a part of this process Mm -hmm. that's a great point amanda mentioned conversation and maybe not knowing how to get that conversation started and yes it becomes easier with time and some people are really good at talking and asking questions and really keeping a conversation going and some of us struggle with trying to figure out exactly what to say 
what kind of advice do we have for those who may struggle with this conversation piece? That's a good question, honestly. Is, I'm thinking, yeah. um, don't have a teen at the table? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that can be a challenge. but um. Well, I was just thinking um, to think ahead about maybe some topics that you want to talk about or just something to bring up or just have like a routine of you share what your favorite thing of the day was or mm-hmm. something good that happened or, you know, something like that and that at least gets that conversation started, which may roll into something else. Right. Well, you've seen like on television shows or movies where they'll go around the table and be like, tell your high of the day and your low of the day. And that kind of gets out like what went well for you, what didn't go so well for you and opens the door for those conversations. And it can seem silly, but if it's something you do every day, then it's a really non-confrontational, easy way to get those conversations started. But no one feels like they're being picked on or, you know, I'm the only one sharing. We're all kind of in the same boat. Exactly. And when you ask someone to share about their day, you may get that. It was good. Mm-hmm. You may have to ask those open-ended questions. I was also going to say it depends on what kind of day mm-hmm. everyone's having as well. Because if you had a bad day, you're not going to want to share. You know? True. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to be tired. You know, so just having that maybe a routine thing that you do every time you sit down may make it easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe letting family members know that if it has been an especially difficult day and they're not ready to talk about it yet, that they're allowed to have like one pass a week and like tonight's my past night. Maybe I'll share about it the next family meal, but I just need a second so that people don't feel like, oh, I'm going to be pressured to share about this and I don't feel comfortable with it. I think always being aware of those emotions and others and letting the kids know that they do have some control over what they share and their emotions. One thing that we try to do at the table at least once a week is talk about the upcoming week and that gets the conversation rolling and usually that's when I take an opportunity to say hey what do you guys want to have for dinner next week so that all the meal planning doesn't fall on me yeah we do like to do like schedule checks like okay who has practice when when are their games are we going out of town somewhere what does this look like just to check in and make sure we're all on the same page because at my house I'm the keeper of all the schedules and so I don't have to just know where I'm supposed to be I know where all five of us are going to be and sometimes the rest of them don't have a clue what they're supposed to be doing because mom will take care of it. So it's good to check in and make sure we're all on the same page and that there's not some surprise homework or project or appointment that you didn't realize needed to be on the calendar. We also talked about asking questions and Amanda mentioned having questions prepared and that may seem like Oh, that's a lot of work to try to think about what I'm going to ask at the table. But even if you just ask one random question, that can start another conversation. And we'll post some examples of questions in the show notes. But just a few, 
If you were given $500 that must be spent on someone outside of the family, who would you spend it on and what would you buy? I think that's a really fun question Mm -hmm. that may get a lot of I don't knows. But if they had an opportunity to think about it, that could be some interesting answers. I'm trying to think about what that would look like at my kitchen table. Yeah, especially when you say outside of the family. So they have to really think about giving to someone else. Mm -hmm. What is the strangest food you have ever eaten? What's your favorite food? I can guess what the favorite food is for each person at my table. Mm -hmm. So maybe that goes a little further and you say, what do you like about it? Why is it your favorite food? What do you want to be when you grow up? If you have small children, that may change frequently. If you've got older children, they may not be ready to talk about that yet. What makes you feel loved? Mm -hmm. That's, That's kind of a deep one. I like that. But it might help you understand your family because we tend to love people the way that we feel loved, and they may be looking for something else. So just a couple of random questions. We'll post some more in the show notes to try to get you started. But here's my question to our hosts. What do you do to make mealtime fun? I honestly don't know that I make mealtime fun now that I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I think I've been so focused on... The being at home, the cooking the meal, the making sure it's nutritious, that we are together and we're having conversation. I don't think it's necessarily not fun, but I don't think that I've gone out of my way to have a theme night or to ask these um, random questions that spark different conversations. So I like the idea of using questions and maybe just one a night or having a one question night sometime during the week just to kind of start those um I don't know I I would be interested to see what my kids said to that question you know do they think it's fun would they like to have a random question night or a theme night um I think that you can make it more fun by engaging the whole family and seeing what they think fun would be. So that's something I think I want to do is go back to my kids and my husband and be like, do you enjoy mealtime? What do you enjoy? What could make it better? And would you be interested in some of these other ideas to make it a little more exciting? No, yeah, I think that's a good, that's, that's good things to think about. Cause yeah, I'm like, I don't really know. Um, for, so for us, like I mentioned earlier, like mealtime is different because we have one, um, my son's 10 months old. So, you know, his, he's been very irritable lately with eating and I don't know if it's cause he's teething. So we've been like trying to like sing songs and mm-hmm. make it like, not like he's like hating being in the high chair. Um, so we, we've been trying to make it a little more fun for him. Um, so just thinking about when I'm sitting down with my husband to eat, you know, that is a good question. Cause I guess, you know, I don't really, I've never thought about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't say that every mealtime we have is just bursting with fun. <laughs> and I guess maybe pleasant would have been a more appropriate <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> 
Making mealtime pleasant would have been a more appropriate question. But I do like that we talked about, hey, maybe I don't make mealtime fun. But I would also like to take the pressure off of making mealtime fun. This episode, Tiffany thought, okay, well, I don't do these things. So let me talk to my family. That sparked a thought with her. I hope she doesn't feel pressured to go do all of these things. But one thing that we do, I get a calendar, one of those with trivia questions or facts or something like that, a daily calendar. And a couple of times a week, we usually stay pretty far behind, but we'll tear off a couple of days and either ask the question or read the fact, whichever daily calendar it happens to be. And that seems to be something that we really enjoy. Like I said, it doesn't happen every night. Sometimes we're doing four or five a night. And I think last year's calendar stopped in like September. So, (laughs) you know, When we remember, we grab it, and it's something fun for us to do, something a little different if things get quiet. Yeah, that's fun. My oldest loves trivia. He's on academic team, and he does quick recall, so he loves things like that that challenge him. So that might be something fun to Mm -hmm. incorporate at some point. And it's easy to do. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. You have to go, you know, it's right there. Just go find. We even have Trivial Pursuit. We could probably just pull some Trivial Pursuit cards and just ask those without playing the full game but still having the interaction so that's a thought I think we've had a great discussion today and I hope that our listeners are motivated to incorporate family mealtime into your week and that you have an idea now how to make that happen we do encourage you to set aside time this week for at least one meal for your family whatever meal that works for you it doesn't have to be the evening meal and then think about what steps you need to do to make that happen do you need to plan ahead do you need to look at your calendar i had a thought okay so sorry it just came to me but I, i feel like i need to say this so we talked about family meal time and the conversation and using that to connect and i think we talked a lot about family um, but I think it's also important to note when we're thinking about family meal time that it's good to also schedule maybe a time a week for you and your spouse or your partner to have a meal just the two of you to also connect and communicate and build that relationship because the whole family unit it's great and I really think that's valuable and important to have everyone there but it's also good to use meal time to foster the other relationships in the house and so that is one thing my husband and I try to do is have one meal time a week the two of us where we can connect and discuss and 
and be distraction free and I that kind of slipped my, my mind but I feel like that's important to plug that yes have those meals with your entire family but also use it to foster your relationship with your spouse or partner yeah and even if you don't have like a spouse or partner if you you live alone um, mm-hmm. just finding a friend yeah to make it you know because you may just eat in front of the TV if you live by yourself so maybe once a week or once every other week you know find a friend or um, maybe a family member who doesn't live with you and, yeah. and making that intentional mm-hmm. yeah. I think all of our relationships can benefit from that meal time mm-hmm. for sure and everybody likes to eat absolutely yes all right so mark the day on your calendar and then let your family members know when it's going to be we would love to hear from you about how you're using the information in our podcasts. Email us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com. And next week will be our mental health episode. Thanks for listening to Life Simplified. We are family and consumer sciences agents with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service. Contact us at lifesimplifiedpodcast at gmail.com.